for a living, baby. How you doing? <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. Actually, no. We're we're cutting out yo, 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 I think, for a little while. I'm just going to go in. Welcome to Living for a Living. Appreciate you for being here. Yo, 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 kind of, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yo, yo, yo's cool? The more I start to overthink it, I kind of think it's fucking lame, so I don't know if I want to keep doing it. But do me a favor right now, since you're watching, listening, whatever, if you're on YouTube, just type in the comments of where you're watching this from. I'm just really curious where the demographic, what the, <laughs> what it is, because I don't know what it is. Henny, I know you're watching out there in Poland, and I appreciate you, bro. You always send me a message. Let me know you're watching. I love that. So yeah, do that for me. I haven't done a solo in a while, huh? I was kind of just in a funk. To be honest, kind of no particular reason, just I think maybe the newness of moving somewhere had worn off and into the routine a little bit, and that kind of can get mundane a little bit every now, you know, and I don't know, just kind of in a little bit of a funk. I know I was for sure in a funk because I went shopping. I didn't plan on going shopping, but I learned a new Finnish word, ale, which means sale. Wish I wouldn't have learned that. And so I went in H&M because there's not a Zara in my city. And I was trying on, got quite a few. Actually, this shirt I'm wearing right now from there, quite a few shirts for about two to Six bucks, which really I guess they're always like five to ten, so it's not like some crazy sale. Got a pretty dope sweater, a little Swedish style. I could definitely pass for some kind of Nordic guy with that. And then the the highlight of the trip, which I'm almost embarrassed to admit, but I'll I'll let y'all in on a little secret, is I got some new jeans that are girl jeans. Some mom jeans, high-waisted. Because <laughs> H&M guy jeans fit really fucking weird. I mean, my legs are pretty skinny. But I got an alright sized butt. And so the combination of those two things just wasn't really working. They'd be too tight in the like middle region or too tight in the ass, or too tight in the legs, I just couldn't get them working, or they have fucking holes in the knees, and I just, if that's what your style, that's cool, that's just, I've told myself that that'll just never be my style, the only way I'll do rips in my jeans is if I earned the rips, I'm not gonna fucking buy them like that, but hey, if that's you, do you, I like it on girls, guys. I think it looks fucking stupid, though. Um, but there's a lot of things guys do that I think looks fucking stupid. I probably do stuff that people think looks stupid, too. So, hey, that's how we're doing it. But, no, these girl jeans were right next to the guy sale rack. And they are kind of a blackish gray, good color. And they are kind of shorter, only like ankle cut. And I like that. 
I'm like, fuck, I wish they had these in guys. And I walked by them like two or three times. I finally was like, I wonder what the biggest size is. So I tried that on, size 14. (laughs) And they fit and they hit. But I look dope. You would never know. And so the girl who was working there was kind of cute, kind of metal goth sceney. Shaved sides of the head, a couple piercings. She looked fun. <laughs> and I've been trying to work on my just in-person talking to girls game out of nowhere. Because if, if for whatever reason I can get a conversation started, I'm good. But I'm not very good at starting the conversation and... Tinder's just kind of getting boring or something, and we'll get into that too. I got a couple funny stories from this last past week. And so I'd like to just up my game and be out there because nowadays nobody does that. So if you have that game in your arsenal, you can really take over, you know what I mean? And so I'd kind of talk to her as I was exiting the changing room because she was in there at first and then she was the one who checked me out I might have delayed a bit just to make sure she was the one who would check me out maybe maybe not and I had a bunch of shit and so she's ringing me up and I made a couple jokes about the sales got me and I don't need to shop anymore and da 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 I got a couple laughs here and there and then she rang the jeans. I got another good joke in. I said, hey, don't tell anybody I'm buying girl jeans. That went well. And so I was feeling, okay, I got a shot. And I, I don't know what the best way to, ladies, if you're listening, what's the best way to pick you, pick you up? What's the best thing to say? I just asked her, hey, are you single? I feel like that's pretty direct. That's also asking a good question because I don't want to be a part of some drama bullshit of some boyfriend, uh, you know. So I guess you could lie to me and say no, but if we find that out, it's different than, hey, can I get your number? And then the girl gives you her number and then tells you she has a boyfriend, and you know what I mean? And I said, hey, are you single? She's, huh? Are you single? She's like, oh... I wish. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. I was like, I don't, I don't know if that's a very good answer for the other guy, but <laughs> it was flattering for me. And so I left and I was thinking to myself, damn, you know, as I left, I'm thinking like, damn, yo, you could have had some real game and gave, written down your number or something and given it to her and been like, well, if that ever changes, here's my number. But at the same time, I, I didn't want to, you know, as I just said, I don't want to be a part of some bullshit drama or anything or create that or start that. So I kicked myself for not saying it, though, the whole way home. And then I get home maybe the next day or something that later that day. I don't know what told me to do it, but I checked who was looking at my stories, which I never do. I mean, very rarely do I do it. 
and I'm scrolling through and what do you know? The girl from old H&M had viewed my stories. And so once I saw that, I had to say something. So I was like, well, it looks like you found me. And we had a little conversation and it ended, but it was also a, a fun, I have to admit, a flattering kind of thing for me. So uh, improving. If I go out tonight, I'll go out by myself. Might have to say what's up to somebody. I just, especially in the bar scene, I'm just, that's not my MO. But hey, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation and you grow. Not that way. Not that way. Take your mind out of the gutter, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. What else, though? I mean, just speaking of the funk, kind of some ideas or revelations that have came up after that has just been the idea of control what you can control. And I know that's cliche, and it's easy to say or whatever, but it's so true, and especially in these weird lockdown times, quarantine bullshit, all that stuff, you got to just control what you can control, which is really your mindset and your actions. And on top of that, then knowing, man, a little bit of kindness, a smile, a compliment, can really go a long way in somebody's day. A long way. For example, I was eating at sushi a couple days ago, and it's like sushi buffet, which is actually, I normally would never eat sushi buffet back in the States, but here, Finland actually has regulations on food and stuff. So it's super good for only like 13, 14 euro. And actually Asian people work there, so you know it's good. If yeah, if you go to a sushi spot and it's all white people working there, just turn around and leave. And so at the sushi spot, I'd get up and get my stuff. And this girl behind me who was eating with somebody just was kind of dancing to the music. Like little like happy food dances. And she's probably about my age. I don't know. And that's not super common out here in Finland. But just that like little thing of someone else's happiness, it wasn't like she was directing it at me at all. That shit just got me excited. And I'm the weird kind of dancing in the store guy while I'm listening to music. And so it made me think, I wonder, I hope maybe someone sees me and smiles every now and then, you know? And then my other example of this is I have a little corner store across the street from my house and... There's two ladies who work there. One is a girl around my age named Anna, and she's a bright spot in my day every time I go in there. And I can imagine working at that kind of job can be a little boring, a little, but I go in there, I mean, and she's happy and friendly and smiley and I leave that little interaction. I only always try and have a little conversation with her. I leave it feeling better every fucking time. I'll literally, as I'm walking home, look in the window to see if she's working. 
And if she is, I'll go and just buy something just to have that little conversation because it is a positive thing in my day. And then the other lady who works there is an older lady. (laughs) And maybe like a month ago when I went in there, there was another lady in there and she was talking to her. And it was on New Year's Eve and so I was buying a few beers. And she said something and I thought she was talking to her friend, but she was really talking to me. And so I didn't respond because I don't speak. She said it in Finnish. And she just kind of looked at me and she's like, you don't speak Finnish, do you? I was like, oh, no, I don't. Sorry. She's like, well, just say that. And I was like, oh, I didn't know if you were talking to me. I, you know, I felt dumb and, uh, you know, I've just was in kind of a self-conscious mindset. And she's like, no, it's okay. And so now every time I go in there, we got a little, hey, how's it going? And it was funny. I went in there yesterday, the day before, and I asked her, you know, how are you doing? And here's the thing for people visiting Finland is you don't ask a Finnish person how they're doing unless you're prepared to sit down and talk for 20 minutes and really find out how they're doing. Because for us Americans, it's a little small talk, kind of bullshit. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm good. You know, it's no, no, no. For a Finnish, they hear that and they will let you know. At practice, I asked one of the youth coaches the other day that, and he went into a full spiel about, well, I'm in school, and I'm working, and I'm coaching, and sometimes it feels too much, and I got this going, I got that going, da 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 And, I, like, I'm cool to know. I like knowing how people are doing. Although I, I'll take the five-minute version, maybe not the 20-minute version. And after practice, the guy we're riding home with was like, yo, when you asked uh, Sami how he was doing, you got quite an answer, huh? And I was like, yeah, I did. He's like, yeah, don't ask people, don't ask Finnish people how they're doing. And so I asked the lady how she was doing and she wanted to tell me. She started to go, ah, and it wasn't going to be good. She was going to be honest. And she looked at me and smiled. She goes, you know, you don't ask Finnish people how they're doing. And I just started laughing so hard because I just had it happen. And we ended up talking some more and she asked if I'd been learning any, asked, you know, my whole story, why I'm here, what I do, da, 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 went through that whole spiel, which I've got that just down to a T at this point in my life. She's like, oh, you haven't learned any Finnish or anything? I said, man, I I knew more Finnish before I got here than I do now because lockdown in Czech Republic, I was doing Duolingo the last couple of weeks I was there. And since I got here, I just haven't done it. I need to get back into it. Everyone speaks such good English that it's tough, but that's a shitty excuse. I would like to learn. I could see myself here more long-term. So the language is kind of important in order to truly be a part of the culture, whether I'm going to really be a part of it, but if you make the effort, it shows that you aren't just some outsider living here, even if I am an outsider living here, if that makes sense. And she taught me this word, or because she, she said, you know, this area where I'm living in Kuopio, the Savo region, has a funny accent. It's like the Texas of Finland, the kind of country accent. 
And so I said, you know, what's an example of something you would say that a person from Helsinki wouldn't say? And she thought, she goes, one word. And the word for airport is, shit, let me look it up. It's so funny when I type in English to, it's English to Czech, English to Finnish, English to Spanish, English to Portuguese, all the languages I have to translate. Airport in Helsinki, Finnish would be Lentokenta. 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 Kenta. Ah, the A with the fucking two dots. I don't even know what that one is. That one, I say that one just like a normal A. But she said, what we say in this region is Kahin, Kahin Laki Aki. Kahin Laki Aki. She literally wrote it down for me. Because I was like, what the fuck? You know? Kahin Laki Aki. K A A H E E N space L A A K E E space A A K E E. Kahin Laki Aki. <laughs> and I forget what that actually translates to. But I guess they say it for airport here. She's like, if you say that around your friends, they'll be like, oh. I was like, all right. I don't know how I'm going to bring that one up, but I'll try. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I just, sorry, getting off on a tangent there, as always. Just those little interactions. And we all have control over that type of shit. You know, we all go to the store. And I know not everyone's going to be like that, you know. But if we can slightly make an effort, man, it can fucking help. It helps yourself, if anything. And then another thing on that same kind of note at that avenue is just in terms of controlling what you can control, which is really yourself, is especially right now we feel the world is crazy and Things need to change and da-da-da-da-da. And, man, just worry about saving yourself. You know, I've said it before, being selfish and worrying about yourself and don't change the world, but change yourself first. And But it, it's true. Is everyone looks outside of themselves, myself included, of, oh, I can help this person. Oh, I can help that person. I can help these people. I could... When, in most cases, inside is what needs your help the most. You need to save yourself first. And, you know, it's it's not your job. It's And I'm speaking to myself right now. It's not your job. It's not my job to save everyone. It, it's not. It's everyone's own responsibility. No matter what's been done to you throughout your life, and whether some fucked up shit happened to you that you had zero control over or not, which is not your responsibility, that might have happened. And that's not excusable. But for you to then get over it and battle through these things is your responsibility. And so, you know, I think people just are constantly worrying about others 
which is a good, it's a good thing to a degree, you know, don't get me wrong. But ultimately, worry about yourself. And especially if someone that you're trying to save or whatever is lowering your vibration, that's not meant for you, man. That's not, that's not for you. And you can still hold a place for them while they battle with whatever demons or whatever thing they're going through to raise their own vibration. You don't have to just like throw them off. You can hold that space for them for when they're ready to be back into your life. But you don't need to commit your thoughts and energy and time to something like that. I don't know. Because most of the time, when you try and force someone to do anything, especially a strong person, a stubborn person, that force only begets more force. And you only get more force back from that person or that thing or that group or you know whatever. Apply it to however you want to apply it. I needed to say that for myself, but I just have a feeling maybe one of you out there needed to hear that too in one way, shape, or form. And we can all relate to that. And then the last thing on that is, and this is again, I'm talking to myself, man. And I've struggled with this and I realized kind of the differences between now in Finland where I am compared to two years ago or so when I was in Finland is this thing of don't allow the way that you think it should be or the way that you expect it to be to cloud your perception and your experience of the way that it actually is. Because you might be wrong. <laughs> as much as I hate being wrong, the way that you think it should be or the way you, you know, might not really be how it should be. And most importantly, might not be how it is. Like I said, the, the comparisons of my mindset from two years ago until, until now are interesting to look at. Because that last time I was in Finland... I had it built up of, oh, it needs to be exactly like this. And don't get me wrong, things were a little messed up. But since it wasn't that way, I was fucked in the head. And I wasn't just in the moment. And here, you know, it's not perfect here right now by no means. But I'm in the moment. And I understand the, the balance of living in my mind my heart, and my spirit that it's all going to be all right. I think if, if we're out of balance with that kind of stuff, that's when we have problems. You know, the, the mind is powerful and can think of ways that we can change the controllables. Our heart allows us to love and appreciate and accept the things we can't control. And then the spirit, essentially our soul, and it's understanding that no matter what happens, it's what our soul truly needs and truly wants. 
And I know I just flipped the script real hippie shit right there. But it's something I think I, I haven't been in this much of a balance in my life before. Or at least aware of it. Maybe I have. I just wasn't aware at certain times. But now I can feel when I'm getting a little out of balance. Whether it be mind, body, soul, you know, or mind, heart, you know what I'm saying. I'm in this place right now where just whatever happens, I know I'm going to be all right. Shit, I know I'm going to be good. I know I'm going to be great. I know that my my timing is divine and it's perfect. Whether I feel that or I expect that or I think that in the time, I know it. <coughs> it truly is. And I'm going to leave that sneeze in there because that sneeze was perfect timing. Wow, fuck. <laughs> but yeah. My last part, I guess. I know I just said last part of last part. Just some thoughts that pop it into my mind. Is I've been really, as I said, living in the moment more. And just appreciating the, the little things. For example, it's snow it's been snowing a lot here lately. It hasn't been that cold. It was super cold like three weeks ago. Like minus twenty five. In Fahrenheit, that's like minus 10, I think, which is fucking cold. And, okay, tangent. I learned in that time of the super cold weather how much of an addiction smoking cigarettes is. Because I was walking around and I'm freezing my ass off. And you see people outside of their house, no gloves on, smoking a cigarette, just sitting there. And I thought to myself, holy shit, these people really like smoking cigarettes. Like, I, I like having a drink every now and then, but if I was required to have that drink while I was outside in minus 30, I wouldn't be drinking for those days. And so I was like, damn, those motherfuckers really like to smoke. So, yeah off on a different topic but back to what I was saying about appreciating the the little things is it's been snowing a lot and sometimes it's snowing so hard the blizzard's coming down like I'm walking to practice you can barely see it's in my eyes hit my face and my beard all this stuff and when I lived in North Dakota I hated walking in the snow for whatever reason I fucking love it now it's this weird sense and feeling of being alive because you're hitting all these different you know it's hitting your eyes you can't really see hitting your the feel it's kind of cold I just dig it man and you know just the little things a random stranger's laugh or a kid's laugh is even the better a good kid laugh is the best or a good old lady laugh boy that shit will make my day and then, of course, a cute dog always makes my day. So, man, just, just finding those little things, dude. This is kind of a weird episode, I realize. Kind of a, this is almost like a diary journal entry. But, uh, it's kind of my style, I guess. 
All right, I'm going to grab a beer, and then we'll get into some funny Tinder dating shit. <laughs> ah, yeah, I got a little brewski now, a little IPA to switch it up. I got to say, that pink grapefruit long drink was serious. If you don't like pink grapefruit, super grapefruit flavor, you wouldn't like it. But my mom, mom, you would love that one. All right. So funny story from yesterday on Tinder. There had been this one girl that I first got here, maybe like the first week or so. If you guys remember the story about T-Girl from a couple weeks back. Not T-Girl. T-Girl's still... I'm still talking to T-Girl, and she's cool. But if you remember the story about T-Girl, I had said... When I first got here, it was like, I was kind of just looking to fuck, and that's what I found. And so this one girl that was part of that lookout, that outlook, I had hit up maybe once or twice since that first week. (laughs) And, I mean, she literally, she knew what it was. And so the couple other times I'd hit her up, she's talking about like, I guess not saying it directly, but saying she didn't want to just come over at night, that she just, she wanted to go do stuff or go on a date, which is not what I was trying to do with her, to be honest. I still got a little dog in me. I'm not going to lie. Um... So I unmatched with her a couple weeks ago, and we didn't have our numbers or anything, so it was kind of a power move by me, now that I think about it. I've never really done that, because there was no other way of communicating, so it was really just like cutting the ties. So anyway, I go to my pizza spot yesterday, before uh, another little kind of date, kind of meet up. I don't ever really know anymore with Tinder these days. Um, and I sit down, there's only one table available and I sit down and I kind of look to my left and it looks a little bit like the girl who I had unmatched with's hair, but I couldn't see her face. I could only, I was sitting here and she was maybe three or four feet in front of me. So her back was still to me. And I was like, damn, that looks a lot like her. And she was on a date with some dude. And the guy looked very nice. And then I saw her boots. She had some red boots that I remembered. So I was like, okay, that's definitely her. And, you know, there's not a ton of American guys in copio and we're literally like six feet apart from each other so when the waiter asked me what I want and how I'm doing and because I go there a lot so they kind of talked to me a little bit she had to have heard me she had to know it was me and I didn't want to screw her game up or anything I'm literally happy she was on her date that she wanted to be on you know I'm I'm stoked for that But her ignore game was so next level, it was insane. 
And maybe I wish I knew Finnish so I could under. Maybe she said to the guy that she knew who I was. I don't know. But I the reason I say her ignore game was so next level was because since she was a little bit in front of me, if she just looked straight forward, she couldn't see me. But if she would have, you know, my peripherals, I can see pretty good. And so if she would have, like, just turned her head 10 degrees, 20 degrees, she would have seen me. And all credit to her, she kept a straight, laser-focused head on this guy the whole time I was there. And like I said, I don't care. It was it was just humorous to me. And so then I finally, I had to go pay. They stayed longer than I did. I just ate and left. And so I had to go up the stairs to pay where I was in eyesight. And I looked right away because, I don't know, I, <laughs> it was funny. And she did too. She kind of just waved and I waved. And I guess it wasn't as good a story as... I was anticipating, but it was pretty funny. Just, and I, it was weird when I left that night, I thought, I wonder if I'm going to see anybody I know. And sure enough, because this girl that I was meeting, who I'll tell the story about next, um, we were going to this bar that I've never been to, but I've heard is kind of the cool bar that most people my age go to. And so I was like, maybe I'll see a friend or a, someone I know from Tinder, you know, whatever I'll see at this bar. Nope. It was at the pizza spot. <laughs> so that goes back to the vibes don't lie. Trust your intuition, motherfuckers. And so anyway, I met up with this girl who is from Dubai and studying nursing here. And she was cool. But... I'm back on Wholesome Joey. Normally my rule is first dates I don't even make a move for a kiss. Unless it's very obvious that that's what it's all about. You know, like you're coming over at after 11 p.m. <laughs> and so we met up at like 8.30, 9 or whatever. So had a couple beers, but I'm not making a move. I'm not even really trying to touch you. I might do like a cute little like arm grab if there's a funny joke or, you know, I got a little game, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not that much game though. And we exchanged stories about dating in Finland and it was kind of fun to talk to a non-Finnish person about living in Kuopio because there's not a ton of non-Finnish people that live here. I feel like I, that's just, I've been here two months. That's how I see it. I've met one or two British dudes, maybe at the bars. Most all the foreigners I meet here, I don't fucking like. So I'm not really trying to meet other foreigners, to be honest. They probably don't like me either, to be honest. So works both ways, but it was fun to talk to her. She's a nurse. So, I mean, she was a by the book believer in covid although she we weren't wearing a ma she didn't wear a mask while we were walking there but she was all about hand sanitizer 
And when she went to the bathroom a couple times, I went to, she's like, you should sanitize your hands. I was like, eh, I washed my hands in the bathroom. And by wash my hands in the bathroom, I mean I just swiped them under the water real quick. Because I'll be honest, I don't really believe in washing my hands. (laughs) I think I've used hand sanitizer or I've washed my hands maybe 10 times in the last year of all of COVID. Maybe. I just, I, I'm, I'm going to take my chances. I grew up picking my nose and eating my boogers and still occasionally do it now. So I think there's some good, some good, uh, dirt in there, some good bacteria in there for you, you know, but she was like, no, just, just do it. It's it's good. And we ended up kind of talking about COVID and um, she was very nice. She was, I, I enjoyed talking to her a lot. It was interesting because we definitely sh- did not share the same views on COVID and some other things and like rules in general, but that she grew up in Dubai where it's like very strict and very, you follow the rules or you get deported kind of thing. And, um, but it was different compared with talking with an American person who you don't share the same views on certain things that are kind of hot topics right now or hot issues where, you know, in the States, if you were out on a date with a girl and she was super COVID believer and I'm more alternative conspiracy guy to her, the date would probably end or they'd just stop talking or they wouldn't even give it a chance. And she wasn't like that at all. Like, we were able to finish it up on that subject and then switch subjects and talk about other shit. And I explained that to her. And she was like, yeah, no, I mean, everyone's free to think what they want. And so it was just a really unique and cool realization for me that there are some people out there that maybe, to my understanding are a bit sheepish or believe robots, you know, that have been programmed yet can also haven't been hardwired and programmed to think that because I disagree, I have to hate this person. Cause that's, I feel what the American media has done with to most Americans. It's programmed people to think if you disagree, then you hate them or, and then on the flip side, if you like somebody, then you have to agree with them. And that's why the American media culture uses celebrities to push things so much. That doesn't happen anywhere else. I mean, at the fucking inauguration, can we talk about how J-Lo and Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks are fucking there? Like, why? What is this? The Academy Awards? Like, nobody finds that a little weird. Or how about the fact that all of a sudden now that old Grandpa Joe's in, all the Democratic states are just ending lockdowns. California ended it. They're just all ending them. Chicago ended it. 
it's almost as if like they were using the COVID stuff as a politicized thing to talk shit about Trump. No, that couldn't be it. You know, there was, they just, U.S. just put a travel ban on Europe and some other countries, Brazil, some, I forget where else. Trump did same shit about a year ago, a little bit less than a year ago. Xenophobia. (laughs) Just the hypocrisy is fucking hilarious. It's just, it was never about actual feelings, real feelings. It was just agendas to get people in power. And now the, the stuff with the GameStop stocks, which I don't know enough about to talk about besides the fact that it just sounds anytime AOC, Ted Cruz, um, Donald Trump Jr. What's the girl's Akila Tlaib? I don't know what her name is. She's super Democrat. Anytime all those five people, Ben Shapiro, are on the same side preaching the same thing when they're literally paid to disagree with each other and cause conflict on every other subject, that's when your spidey senses should tingle a little bit. Those five are always complete. Ted Cruz or AOC, one of the two retweeted, quote tweeted the other saying, I agree. Ted, I think it was Ted Cruz to AOC's thing. Anytime that happens, <laughs> there's something fishy going on. Because no one gets, the people that really run the U.S., all the corporations, the the big money things, they give money to both sides. They don't care who wins. Because no matter who wins, they've already bought that side or have some money invested to that side. Maybe some have a couple more corporate, or a couple more, some corporations have a little bit more invested to a specific one. So they'd prefer one over the other. That's why old Donnie was hated by everybody. Because Donnie was doing what he wanted. Which is also very scary. (laughs) Because I don't think Donnie really thinks about anything besides himself and his own business. So while he wasn't being told what to do, he was doing whatever he wanted to do to help himself. And I think he also did some stuff to help the U.S., don't get me wrong. A lot of things that you can twist and turn into thinking and believing were bad for us. Like the Paris Climate Agreement thing. Our CO2 levels are constantly declining. They're at the lowest levels they've been in 20 years or something. So why would we pay way more money to be in this little fucking agreement to lower our things when we are constantly lowering them? This is random, but I think grapes might be the most underrated fruit out there. I've been buying grapes a lot lately, and at lunch at the buffet, they have them. Bro, they're literally like God's candy. You don't have to cut them. You don't have to peel them. You don't have to do shit. It's just like God was like, yo, here's some candy. 
just grows on this little vine. Just great, boy. Back to dating. I've realized in small towns like Kuopio, like Yihlava, Czech Republic, where I was before, all of the girls that are good looking and can have a conversation and basically just aren't crazy, and I know we're all crazy, have been swooped up by the age of like 25. They're all wifed up. When I go to the supermarket, and maybe it's just because I was thinking this today or I've been thinking this this week. When I go to the supermarket, I see a bunch of couples and it's always, it appears a pretty good looking girl that seems, I get a good vibe from, you know, me reading vibes with just some dude. And I'm always thinking, ah, well played, sir. Well played. Because I think if I was going to be in one spot and I knew I was going to stay in the same place for all of my life, man, I would. Once I got a good one, I'd have swooped on it and I'd have cuffed that thing. I think. That'd probably be my game plan. Because if you know you're not moving. You know your circle is limited because you ain't going out of it. There can't be too much coming in and out of it. So you got to get while the getting's good, if you know what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is dating as you get older, it gets a little more interesting. Kind of more difficult in a way. Just because, I don't know, I'm probably going to catch some shit for this. The older girls get primarily, and I'm sure guys too, but I'm not looking at guys, so I can only speak for girls. The older girls get and they stay single, the more weird little baggage that they get. And again, generally speaking, there's some reason that they weren't swooped up on. Whether it be a personality thing, a looks thing. Uh, ladies, I know this might be sexist nowadays, I don't know. Being able to cook is such an advantage. Do you know how many girls I meet who don't know how to cook? And I'm not saying it because I need my meals cooked for me and shit. I can cook better than you, I guarantee that. But the amount of girls that I can imp- I impress because I know how to cook and I can cook better than they can is astonishing like learn to make two things well that will impress the fuck out of somebody because then you you, you got your your home run hitter that you can wow them with the first time and then have that little secondary layup that's a different thing. So the next time you see them and next time you cook, and I'm not saying that's what you got to do every fucking time. Don't give come at me like that. But you get those two things down that are good. I promise it'll change your life. Also, you'll just start eating better in your normal life. The amount of girls, especially, 
that eat like shit. I mean, everyone eats like shit, but girls especially because if they don't work out, they don't feel this need to have to eat good food. Whereas I feel like guys who are working out and worrying about their body, they might be shitty cooks, but they're still going to eat chicken and rice. You know, they're going to eat their basic kind of things. Ladies, I'm telling you, just learn to fucking cook. Fellas too, also. Because the bar is set low for you, playa. Take that exact same advice I just gave to girls. Learn to cook two things really well. It works. Trust me, bro. The, the amount of people... I don't know how anybody takes care of themselves anymore. What the fuck are you guys doing? Eating McDonald's every meal? That's what, like, it's so funny to me. Europeans think they're so much better than Americans in some ways. You guys are so much more similar to Americans than you really think you are. You go to any McDonald's in Europe, anywhere, that motherfucker is full. Way more full than in the States. You guys love McDonald's compared to the average American. You love McDonald's like the fat Americans love McDonald's. Also, there's a difference in McDonald's from Europe to the States. I know, but just so you know. And also the the idea that America's this the most racist country and Europe's just so tolerant is comical itself too super comical we just have the race shit in our face 24 7 in the media and we're i think one of the most diverse places and so we have to deal with it constantly but places like poland places czech i mean they don't have black people really So they don't ever have to deal with or just any other, they don't have any diversity in general. So they don't, but the the black white conflict is the one the U.S. loves to preach, you know, but they don't have any of that to even have to deal with it. I mean, shit in Italy, they'll throw bananas at black soccer guys still. Ain't nobody doing that in the States. You feel me? You have the most racist redneck motherfucker from Alabama. He's in the stands cheering for Derrick Henry to score a touchdown. (laughs) He loves Derrick Henry. He doesn't like Tyrone down the street, but he loves Derrick Henry. In Italy, that shit don't matter whether you score a goal or not. They hate you if they're truly racist. So there's just a couple things I've just been noticing, you know, but it, it's, it's primarily the, because of the media not being in their face so much about it. And, and also that's what they read about the States. So that's how they think of us. And, um, but at the same time, Europeans are just as susceptible to media manipulation as the dumb brainwashed Americans are too. The main thing is that 
from my understanding in Europe, the media business isn't such a business as it is in the States with ads and revenue and clicks and this and that. It's much, I know for sure here in Finland, it's, it's much more for just informing. It's not for making money. So they're probably actually even more manipulatable since they're not used to it and since they're not accustomed to it. So yeah, I had to throw that one in there for all you fucking Europeans who think you're so much better than Americans. And hey, listen, I'm the guy who doesn't ever want to live in the States again, so I am with you. But I just got to call it how I see it. You know what I'm saying? I said you know what I'm saying a lot. Saying know what I'm saying too many times, 80, 90 times. That's too many times. Once or twice is cool, but 80 or 90 times, man. What are you from the department of know what I'm saying? You taking no, the gnome census? You counting my gnome sayings? We're hanging out, right? It's Eight all or nine right? times? That's you too many gnome sayings. You're riding on my jock. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? You're counting my gnome sayings. How am I supposed to be myself when you're counting my gnome sayings all the time? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, in European media COVID news, you probably haven't seen this, but Germany is doing some major protests over lockdowns right now. And there's a lot of other countries that have been doing protests that just don't get covered and don't get shown anywhere because they don't want everyone to see that. Because they want you to just be, yes, master. Oh, two more weeks of luck. Yes, master. Whatever you say. Docile. Obedient. As I said before, the fact that All of a sudden now weed is just legal in most of the U.S. It's peculiar timing. Because, boy, when I'm high, I don't want to do shit. I for sure don't want to go revolt. I might want to order volt and get some food. (laughs) I don't know if America has volt, so I don't know if that... For my euros, I hope you understand that one. What else we got, huh? Let me peep my my little list here. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I do this one at the end, I guess. Um, some finished daily life stuff that I've noticed that I'll post to TikTok because that's if if you are interested at this point, you probably are. So follow me on TikTok or Twitter if you want some real unfiltered shit. The Twitter, a lot of the times, I tweet stuff and then I ultimately end up talking about it on here and then TikTok I'm putting much more of my effort and emphasis into that because that's how I think I can actually grow this podcast compared to Instagram I'll still post on Instagram and do some stuff but it'll be at just a much more like face value kind of way and I'm doing it more as a a, hmm like self-portfolio kind of thing. I don't really post too much or I don't see myself posting too many controversial things on Instagram anymore. I want to do a little bit more just inspirational and um, feel good things that I truly like. Where on TikTok, I... I'm a little more calculated about maybe what can get some views and what can get people going and talking. Whereas in Instagram, it's more just like what I really want. 
and how what I really feel. So follow there. But so these next topics, because I've had a couple videos on TikTok go semi-viral talking about Finland because TikTok's algorithm starts locally. So if I'm going to start talking about Finland probably a little bit at each end of each episode maybe. So that way I have clips to post for TikTok because I can... I think I think the Finnish audience is good because they're the Finnish audience is funny or has a good sense of humor. But then also anytime it's even though their English is really good, anytime it's someone's second language, sometimes they don't catch sarcasm. And so then they get a little offended, which actually helps on TikTok because once then they comment about, oh, you stupid American or whatever, I don't care. That's a good comment. Because it's going to boost an algorithm, it's going to get liked, it's going to get commented on further, and da-da-da-da-da. So like I said, I view TikTok a lot more like I'm playing the game. And so, on that note, here in Finland, we have an issue. At the gym, if you are a teenage boy, you fucking suck. Plain and simple. I cannot stand the fucking teenage boys at the gym. You guys don't do shit besides sit on the bench and fucking text and Snapchat and bullshit and fake fight and do got just you're in the way. I haven't seen one 18-year-old kid sweat in the gym before. They go in there and they just get in the way. You'll see seven of them on the bench set, and they'll do one set every 13 minutes. And then just have no idea of space or understanding. They'll come into the little ab room. Three, four of them get mats and put mats down where people are literally doing shit. Like, well, I'm here now. Go take things that people are using. Like, I'm serious. Finnish boys, get your shit together. I wish, I wish you'd be in the States doing some of that stuff. Because I know Finnish people don't really like conflict and don't want to tell anybody this and that. Oh, if you were in the States, you'd get some meathead that would just punk you. And I don't mean physically, but would just tell you like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? And I got a little finish in me. And so I don't want conflict. I'll sit around. I'll wait. I'll go do something else while I'm waiting for someone to get off just sitting on the goddamn bench. And then finally the other day I had to go up to some kid who's literally just sitting there texting while his friend did one set of military press every 12 minutes. I said, hey, bro, can I use this bench? Or are you using it? Gave him a little attitude. Oh, okay. Like, bro. The fuck? Yo, sweat a little, fellas. That's what the gym is for. Keep your phone in your fucking pocket. Y'all got earbuds, earpod, whatever the hell they're called. God, I'm getting old. You don't need your phone connected. Put it over on the side. Get your work in. Go fucking text in the locker room. You guys do that anyway, too. But I'm so tired of... The retarded Finnish boys in the weight room. Just in the way. 
You're in the way. And then on the flip side, <clears throat> it's so weird or ironic. I don't know. The Finnish girls, they get after it. Although it's it's funny to what they all have the, I don't know where you guys are getting this workout from, from some Instagram site or something. Everyone is doing the same booty pumping workout, hitting the same little clam thingies with bands, kickbacks, squats. I don't know where you're getting it from. I know you guys are all doing the same fucking workout though, and I am mad at it, all right? And this goes for all girls. This I'm not talking about 17-year-old Finnish girls anymore. Or fin- <laughs> Fuck, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, guys, get your shit together. Girls, y'all are doing your thing. I see you. I'll see you. <laughs> then the other thing at the gym, though, that I've found funny is watching people sanitize after every set wiping down everything before and after like bro do you really think that's saving you if if you're that concerned that you need to sanitize or hold a sanitized rag thing in your hand so you don't touch the bar don't go to the gym like, I, I don't get what your mindset is. That, oh, I'm safe now. It baffles me and cracks me up at the same time. So keep doing it because it gives me a laugh. Although gyms are now closed for like two weeks because the Quopio government just needed to do something. Absolutely no sense behind it at all. Cases aren't up. Cities with more cases are still open. But... I'm sure like any government, they're like, well, we haven't done anything in a while and all these other countries are doing stuff and locking people down. So uh, let's close the gyms. You know, I just, it, it makes no sense. People are, for the lawmakers who shut shit down, your Finnish citizens are being wonderful. They're sanitizing in between reps almost it's good for me i don't ever see as the guy who never sanitizes because i don't fucking care and oh isn't that selfish because you should care about the other person sure but i don't need to because the person already does it in between each rep so whether i do it or not they're gonna do it themselves and that's how it should be worry about your fucking self if you really care that much then you do it If you really want to wear a mask all day, every day, then you do it. If you're scared of getting the coronavirus and you want to stay home and lock yourself in your room, then you do it. Don't fucking tell me what to do. And on that note, we're out. Peace and much love. I'll see you next time. Living for a living, baby. How you doing? (laughs)